Om Sahanavavattu Sahanopunaktu Sahaviryam Karavavahe Tejasvinavadidamastu Mavitvishavahe Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Namaste and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Alexandra Savitri Amba, director of the Vedic Healing Center and the American Reiki Academy. I'm a Reiki master, Vedic healing master, feng shui teacher, and spiritual life coach. I've taught spiritual self-development for more than 30 years, led pilgrimages to India, and studied with Indian spiritual gurus. In this show, we cover topics related to metaphysics, Reiki, Vedic healing, feng shui, and spiritual growth. The aim of these shows is to help you create a successful spiritual practice that enhances your life, bringing you happiness, well-being, peace, and productivity so that you may become the best version of you. Welcome to today's episode, which is entitled, How Chanting Mantras Helps the Spiritual Seeker. As many of you know, I've been immersed in the study of Sanskrit mantras for many, many years, in the study and practice of these mantras. Along with being a healer through Reiki primarily, which has been extraordinary for me. The chanting of Sanskrit mantras has created a tremendous positive effect in my life. And my happiness, my success, my peace, my well-being, I attribute to the chanting of these mantras. They are really just magical extraordinary, magical, powerful. I have said before, these mantras are my friends, and they are so accessible for anyone. So let me get into the topic for today, how the mantras can help all of us. And I'm going to give you five tips in a minute. The first thing I'd like to say, though, is let's review, and we've talked about this before in previous podcasts, and I always uh, preface the classes that we teach through the Vedic Healing Center with this definition of a mantra. So in the West, we say mantra, the R is actually rolled, it should be mantra, or mantram in South India. So all of those are correct. So mantra or mantra means that which stops or protects your mind from thinking too much, that which saves you if meditated upon. So in this 
practice of chanting mantras, we regard the mind as being useful, but not being the ultimate key to our success and well-being and happiness, because the mind can run rampant and it can fill us with all sorts of negative thoughts that will bring us down. So the mantra is going to save you from that craziness of the mind. And the mantra is not just sounds, sounds that were haphazard, that somebody strung together and said, let's see how this works. These are very deliberate sound vibrations. I also want to say that in regular um, parlance these days, we'll sometimes hear somebody say, oh, that's her mantra, referring to a statement that is repeated over and over. Now, a mantra you are going to repeat over and over, but anything that's repeated over and over is not a mantra. So that's just a subtle distinction that I'd like to make. So uh, the real essence of the mantra, the mantra is not just a random collection of words. Actually, this is a definition by my guru. He said a mantra is a mass of radiant energies that awakens superhuman powers. Let's just repeat that. A mantra is not a random collection of words. It is instead a mass of radiant energies that awakens superhuman powers. And we awaken those powers by the chanting of the mantra. So the act of chanting is called japa. So if you see somebody chanting, you would say, oh, she's performing japa. And there are different ways to chant as well, not just out loud. And we talk about that in further study and in classes. But the chanting of the mantra, whether it's done out loud or in the different levels, uh, it, it is called japa, the act of chanting. And we typically chant with beads, the, the prayer beads. It's like a rosary in Catholicism. So uh, the, the mala is 108 beads typically, and we'll chant on those beads because they help us keep count. And it the chanting, the act of chanting builds up the energy in your energy field. So today, let's talk about five tips for establishing a mantra practice. The first tip, and I've probably said this before as well, is I really want to encourage everyone to learn from a teacher. So these days we have YouTube, <laughs> and YouTube is wonderful. It is a, a, it is a teacher, but it is not a substitute for sitting with a teacher. In India, the, the act of sitting with the teacher is considered very, very special 
because you are not only getting the information, and you can get information certainly from uh, the internet. Inter- information is is important because we want to learn intellectually about these mantras also. But when you're actually sitting with the teacher in the presence of the teacher, you get the energy of the teachings through that teacher because the teacher has carried those those teachings for so many years. And in the next podcast that I'm going to release this week, there's going to be a discussion about the role of the guru, the teacher. A a guru is actually beyond a teacher, but it's a very special week this week for Guru Purnima. And it is the full moon in July, and it is a time in which you connect with your teachers, gurus, back to the source of the teachings. So again, the first tip is about sitting with the teacher, not only also because of the experience and the energy, but also you feel the love. You feel the extraordinary love that the teacher has for that body of information. And especially with these mantras, because they are so special and so sacred. I remember once I was sitting with Guruji in India, in his home, and there was a student who had taken a train from another city to uh, be with uh, Guruji and study with him. So we were all sitting there, and as usual, I was the only non-Indian, and I was feeling so happy to be there, but also I was feeling a little pressure because I was leaving in a few days and I wanted to uh, complete a project that I was doing, which had to do with the recording of mantras. And in the Guru Purnima podcast, I'll actually tell this story in more detail. It's a little bit funny. So, but I'm going to just tell a short part of it right now. And the student sitting next to me who had traveled for, uh, quite a while on the train. I forget how many hours. And in India, it's not a big deal. But as Americans, we can be very impatient and, you know, like 25 hours on the train or something to see Guruji. And it was really a long time. Uh, And um, he, she, I said to her, uh, what, what are you here to study. And she said, whatever Guruji has to teach me. And I said, oh. And I said, how long are you staying? And she said, however long Guruji tells me to be here. And that is the 
the extraordinary respect that you understand when you study with a guru and the very natural experience. Uh, it's natural, uh, I would say, to spiritual seekers in India who are accustomed to this notion of studying uh, with the guru. And um, it, it's a very natural process. And there is no uh, there is no room for your own agenda. There is a dropping of your own agenda because you understand the value and you are in a complete uh, space of receptivity and gratitude for what you are learning. And also you are very much in the moment because you know this time with the guru is absolutely and incredibly precious and will be over soon and may never be repeated again. So this was such an interesting experience for me. And as I said, stay tuned for the Guru Purnima podcast because I'll tell the story in greater detail, and it's actually a little bit humorous. There are a couple more elements to it. Okay, so let's get into the second tip for uh, working with your mantra practice. The second one is you chant and apply the mantra. So you're not going to just chant once or a few times. By applying it, I mean over and over and over. It means repetitious. Uh, repetition, repeating the mantra a lot. The mantra works in a repetitive fashion. So it's not that it's not going to work if you say it once, or you say it three times, or you say it nine times. It's always going to work in your energy field, but it will work at a greater depth in your life if you commit to it and then you chant it over and over and over again. And that means many times, many days, many weeks, many months, many years, many lifetimes. So it is only all up to you. It is only all up to me. The effect of the mantra will be dependent upon the work you or I put into it. But do not uh, doubt that it is, it is starting to have an effect in your energy field from the moment you utter it, from the moment you even hear what a mantra is. From the moment the mantra falls upon your ears, it is said in India that even if a mantra falls upon your ears, it's such a beautiful phrase, falling upon your ears. It's very gentle, isn't it? So even if a mantra falls upon your ears, you derive benefit. 
just by hearing that mantra, you start to have benefit. You start to reap the benefits. So imagine if you learn it, you understand it, you learn the rhythm, the correct rhythm, the history, the use, the correct intonation, the correct tune, and sometimes there's more than one correct uh, way of chanting. They're different, kind of authentic, when I say correct, authentic or traditional ways of chanting, of honoring that mantra. So um, I don't mean that to sound uh, uh, forceful in any way, like the, like a uh, there, you must only chant in this way. It's n- nothing about a mantra or the spiritual practice is forceful. But what I mean is there are rules and guidelines for chanting. So, for instance, if you were to take a mantra and now put it to a different rhythm than it's intended for, it will still have some benefit. Take a mantra and put it to a completely different type of music. So put a mantra to opera, put a mantra to a reggae beat. It's still going to be the mantra, but it will not work in the same fashion as if you are chanting it in the traditional way it's been passed down. And we get more into detail about this in some of the classes. But when you are given the mantra, you're going to chant it with repetition in a very traditional way and allow it to create its magic in your energy field. The third tip is be dedicated to the practice. So don't be scared by the work that's required. All the rewards are more fruitful, actually, when the work has been put in. But the mantra practice is enjoyable. So the work is very pleasant. The journey is pleasant with these mantras. So be dedicated to the practice. The rewards will be immediate on some level, but they will also grow with time and practice. And the key is the practice. The fourth tip is to understand what you are chanting embrace the mantra in its fullness. So when we're given a mantra, we're, it can have an effect even if you don't understand what you're chanting, but it's always more beneficial to go into the meaning of the mantra, what it has to do with, where it came from, what each sound vibration means, how you work with the sound vibrations, where the emphasis on the syllables is put. So understand really more about what you're chanting. Again, the mantra is so magical, it will even have an effect 
even if you don't understand yet what you are chanting. This is the experience of bhakti yoga. Bhakti is the path of devotion and opening of the heart and the chanting of a mantra is part of bhakti yoga. This is the magic of it, that it works uh, even if you don't have the intellectual understanding, but the intellectual understanding will amplify what you are doing. So the fifth tip is concentrate and connect deeply with the sounds. Merge with those sounds. When you chant, you and the chant, you and the mantra will become one, but it will naturally happen. And it will happen over time because your focus will become more refined and this will be a natural experience of the chanting that you and the sounds become one. And I said today that I would give you five tips and those are the five tips and I'm going to give also a little bonus tip because I usually decide I'm going to do five tips or seven tips or nine tips and then I think of something else. So in these podcasts, sometimes I'll add some uh, an additional idea or tip if I'm if I'm creating the podcast in that kind of framework. And today, your bonus tip number six, and uh, for no apparent reason, I did six of these today. Never doubt that a mantra is leading you. Never doubt that the mantra is leading you. Little by little, it shows you and it reveals its secrets to you. It reveals its power to you. It reveals its effects in your energy field. So never doubt this. Now you have only perhaps my word to go upon, but later you will have your own experience to go upon and your own amazing results in your life, in your energy field, in your relationships, in your success, in, in what you create. You will have some tangible results that this mantra is doing extraordinary things for you. And mostly you will have results deep within your being that you will feel and there will be not a shadow of a doubt that this mantra has been leading you. I'm led by many mantras. As I said, they are my guides, they are my friends, they are little tools that have been given to me that are not so little. They may look little on paper. 
They may be just a few words. They may be just very short words. But they are extraordinary. They are powerhouses of material that has been conveyed to me through the beautiful teachers that I have been fortunate to work with. So in conclusion today, I want to say that mantras are magical. They will slow down your being. They will connect you to higher realms of consciousness, to deeper levels of awareness, to abilities you did not know you could access. They are secrets to our happiness, our peace, our success, our well-being. But they require dedication to get there. Along the way, with every step, I would say there will be small and large victories. And your internal being will know that the mantras are the guiding force for these victories in your life. So I want to say to enjoy your practice. If you would like any help with these mantras, feel free to reach out to me. The website again is reikiacademy.org, R-E-I-K-I academy.org. And within that website, you will find the teachings of the mantras under the Vedic Healing Center. Om Asatoma Sadgamaya Tamasoma Jyotirgamaya Mrityorma Amritam Gamaya Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Om Sairam, Jai Guruji, Om Amrite Shwariye Namaha, Hare Krishna, Om Namah Shivaya.